0: Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 9th of November, 2010. And as always, I start off the show by advising newcomers. There's always lots of newcomers. Look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and help yourselves to the downloads of audios that are free, where I try to show you history and show you how things are linked together and how powerful foundations and movements are all working together towards a particular designed agenda. They always have been, mind you, have gone through different revolutions, different phases of it, and they keep going because they always have this great dialectic in in minds where they go into a thesis at the end, and that becomes a synthesis, I should say, and that becomes a new thesis, new beginnings. So they plan things in stages and they accomplished their synthesis and they go on with a new thesis. And that really is the same way that the communist plan was really supposedly scientifically worked upon too. That's how it's supposed to work out. Now, you remember all those sites have the same audios that you'll see listed on the front page at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And if you want transcripts, um, you can also pick them up on the same sites in English. And if you want transcripts in other languages, go into alanwattsentinel.eu and you'll find a variety of them there to choose from for print-up. And remember, too, I don't live on fresh air. I know it's a, a, there are breatharians out there, supposedly, in the New Age, but I don't really believe in them much. So, therefore, you, you need cash to keep going, and this is expensive, what I do. And believe you me, I'm rushed up off my feet all the time, and therefore I wouldn't pick this for anybody else. So don't think about getting into it unless you're really crazy like I am. However, I do need your cash to keep me going. It's up to you if you want to hear this. If not, I'll have to take on advertisers and go the same way as the rest of them and live a a better lifestyle and maybe hire a few people to do all the legwork and so on. So it's up to you. If you want to buy my books and so on to keep me going, go into cutting and you'll see the prices there. From the U.S. to Canada, you can purchase them with a personal check. Or an international postal money order from the US to Canada. You can also use PayPal to order or donate. If you want to purchase the books, send the donation followed by an email with your name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you. Same across the rest of the world. For those who've got lots of cash to spend, you can use Western Union to pay. That's rather steep. Or you can use MoneyGram for wiring, which is less steep than than Western Union. But you can also, through MoneyGram, you get a check from them and send it across the seas. And that's, that'll take about a week to get here. That's a lot cheaper, even still. And some people just send cash with their order. That's up to you how you want to do it. But it's very important you keep me going because, as I say, I try to go off on a different uh, track, basically, from most people. Uh, and although most people really, again, have followed the directions I've taken, especially to do with the eugenics side of this, it wasn't even touched on years ago until I really brought it up and connected the dots for them and showed you that there's nothing new in all this at all. It's an ongoing agenda of really human management and the perfection of society for a dominant minority. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. It doesn't matter if you, if you pick left or right. You'll find that they've always believed and had, in fact, a dominant minority. Uh, Aldous Huxley talked about that too. He said in his speech at Berkeley, there's always been a dominant my- minority. I don't see any reason why there shouldn't be in the future. However, a dominant minority needs a good, placid, uh, pacified population, especially one who's been modified, definitely subdued through chemical and other means to get to, to their objective without any hassles. And if you notice today, people are not reacting to everything that's going on the way they should be, especially the farce of the bank uh, collapses at the right time, of course. And they're bailing out of the same same banks who are now giving their managers millions in bonuses. They're not reacting at all as the prices go up. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and just talking about I'm sure you've noticed it too, those who have still got a mind that's maybe perhaps at least ninety percent their own, uh, that people are not responding as they should be to what's been happening at all. But they really are not. They're into their media, they're into their entertainment, they're into trivia, and because they've used the old technique of gradually increasing the prices little bit by little bit every few weeks They don't really notice it so much. It's all behaviorism, something that's been studied so incredibly well for the last hundred-odd years, actually for thousands, but we'll save a hundred-odd years to keep the scientists happy, uh, that um, they know exactly how we can be taken down slowly and quietly. And we have never had such a time when entertainment is so cheap for people and so much of it, too, is is available from so many different uh, varieties of places and so on. That uh, their minds are full of trivia and junk and distractions. It's incredible technique, really, because you'd think, yeah, that will work on children, but of course it works just as well on adults too. Amazing stuff, stuff that was talking about, talked about by Brzezinski and others before, back in the 70s, as far back as that. They talks about the manipulation of the brain by different means and so on, and how they could actually make them very placid, if need be. They also did experiments over certain areas of the states with harp, for instance, and they found they could make people very aggressive too. And they had lots of domestic fights uh, over that one night period. They tried, they had domestic animals biting their, their owners. And they had even in cattle, even just going crazy and trying to stamp through the fences, get through them, crash through. So that's what it can do to you, or as I say, it can make you a very placid, laid back. And that's an ideal way to be for a society that wants to bring in a technotronic society of control. It's been done, I think, and added with chemicals, too, and big pharma, exactly as Aldous Huxley uh, predicted would happen. The, the temptation for those who are the dominant minority would be too great to simply pass by. And in fact, your tax money has paid for all this for, for many, many years, and to the research to make it all possible and get all the machinery up and running to make it work. And of course your universities too, get a little private grants given to them too on the side to again use your money matched with tax dollars and the grants to figure out different ways to make better ways of controlling the human brain. Nothing new about it at all. Now remember too, the big part of it is eugenics, how to get rid of the unfit. It's always been there, I'll be talking about that tonight. And there's many ways to do that too. Uh, the overall population, of course, has to be brought down as well. And that was discussed at the last big Rockefeller meeting with the big ones with special genes that attend there, with Oprah Winfrey and Gates and so on, all the other foundations. And because we're run by parallel, a parallel government made up of foundations that are all really working together along the same course. But they talked about the need to stop the, 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 the abortions and so on. And not just stop, I should say speed it up, but they wanted to really start rapid depopulation. That's killing off of the living, folks. And you can take your pick of all the, all the different ways you can actually do that. The simplest way is creating incredible cancers, which we already have. And talking about cancers, he's an article here about one of the big players in this field. Because remember, taking over your food supply is an essential part of warfare. You either destroy it or you take it over, and then you destroy the people who eat it. And this article here is called, War Over Monsanto Gets Ugly, it says here. And it says, a delegation of politicians and community activists gathered on August the 7th in La Leonesa, a small farm town in Argentina, To hear Dr. Andres Carrasco speak about a study linking a popular herbicide to birth defects in Argentina's agricultural areas. I read a, a newspaper report on that a few weeks ago on this show. But it says here, but the presentation never happened. A mob of about 100 people attacked the delegation before they could reach the local school where the talk was to be held. Dr. Carrasco and a colleague locked themselves in a car as a mob yelled threats and beat it on the vehicle for two hours. You see, it's easier for the big boys. Uh, they don't have to get PR companies there to spin something off and hire and just bribe the judges to, you know, to find anybody who's using their seats or something illegally. They just hire a mob, as I've always done, and, uh, and then they can stop any any protests whatsoever. Anyway, it says here, uh, they locked themselves in a car. One delegate was hit in the spine and has suffered lower body paralysis. Another person was treated for blows to the head. A former provincial human rights official was hit in the face and knocked unconscious. What does this say? The angry crowd has, has ties to local officials and agribusiness bosses and police made little effort to stop the violence according to human rights group Amnesty International. Carrasco is a lead embryologist at the University of Buenos Aires Medical School and the Argentinian National Research Council. His study, first released in 2009 and published in the United States this past summer, shows that glycophosphate-based herbicides like Monsanto's popular Roundup formula caused deformations in chicken embryos that resembled the kind of birth defects being reported in areas like La Leonesa, where big agribusinesses depend on glycophosphate to treat genetically engineered crops. The deformations resulted from much lower doses of herbicide than those commonly found in the crops, according to the study. This is biotech chemical giant Monsanto patented glyphosate, glyphosate under the trade name of Roundup in the 1970s. Great idea, though, eh? Take over the food supply by introducing a genetically modified seed. You put a terminator gene in them so the, the, the farmers have to go back and buy the same seed from the same manufacturers because it won't, uh, it, it won't sprout from, the, the, from a second growth. And then you've got to buy your, your poison as well at the same time from you, of course, because you make that as well. What a great deal, eh? And Monsanto is untouchable. It's one of these big ones like Bill Gates. The, the doors were just opened up wide. Not No judge in the land would touch Bill Gates. And then when people tried to touch Monsanto in Canada, the farmers were getting sued for having a couple of their, their soya plants on in their farms because they were next to the roads where all the stuff passed, all the seeds were blown. The judges literally said... I don't care how you get on your land, you know. Uh, and, and basically one guy lost his farm, lost everything. It, the judge said, I don't care if a bird excreted it onto your land and it grew. Uh, so it tells you who's getting paid off here. This is a must-be, you see, this world dominance of the food supply. Getting back to the story, it says it's a billion-dollar product, is a, a main source of Monsanto's revenue, and one of the most widely used herbicides in the world. One Monsanto blogger recently wrote that decades of success has made the Roundup brand name and glycophosphate interchangeable similar to the case of facial tissue and the brand name Kleenex. Because that's basically what they're all, they're using as this main brand, this one company's brand. It says Carrasco's report was largely ignored in the mainstream American media, but gained international attention amongst those opposed to genetically modified crops like Monsanto's Roundup Ready Crops which are genetically engineered to tolerate the glycophosphate or glyphosphate-based herbicides. The report is not the first to show that glyphosphate herbicides like Roundup are more dangerous than government regulators in Monsanto have claimed, and Carrasco is not the first scientist to face intimidation after challenging the biotech industry, although he's the first to be threatened with violence. And nevertheless, his report made an impact. Journalists covered the results. Environmentalists petitioned Argentina's High Court to ban glyphosphate and the government of Argentinian province of Chaco began studying an EV increase in birth defects and child cancer near the soy and rice fields sprayed with thousands of gallons of herbicide. I read a report about a year ago, two, maybe two years ago. You see, the Rothschilds bought off, bought off most of the farms over in India because first they caused a massive depression and uh, they brought in, uh, as soon as the Rothschilds took over the farms by the hundreds, they started to bring in, um, these, Monsanto and all the rest of them, soaked the place with herbicides, and now the drinking water for miles is, is, is poison. Literally. But that's the agenda, take over the world's food supply, you control the people. that are on their knees begging for food, right? So you sell them poison. Anyway, according to the spring 2010 report released by the Chico government, an increase in birth defects and child cancer cases coincided with years of agricultural expansion and increased herbicide use in the province. The number of child cancer cases in La Leonisa, a small town where Carrasco and others concerned citizens were attacked, has tripled to 2,000, as it should be to 2,000 uh, in 2009. And the numbers of birth defects in the province nearly quadrupled during that time, according to the report. So this is just more, more factual data adding to what we already know. And they're certainly going to use Latin America uh, big time for all this stuff. They're already doing it in Chile, by the way. It's a strange, it's in a strange position of being part of the of the NAFTA deal, but not quite sort of deal, you know. But the big boys are working in there, and through Mexico and all that, they bring up all this stuff into the States and Canada, and sell it up here. That's the way it's going to be. And of course, they will not label the stuff because they know that uh, what it's going to do to you, and they know you won't buy it if it says GMO. So. Anyway, that's that's the kind of power we have in this world, with the power to starve to death or eat their poison. And it's funny because New York is quite amazing. Uh, a guy in bureaucrat- uh, bureaucracy told me, um, high up in bureaucracy, in fact he says, the wheels of government are square, it doesn't go round bends very quickly. In other words, once they start something into motion uh, with an agenda, even though they have contrary evidence, uh, they will still carry on with the square wheels just plodding away there a bit at a time. So here's the, in New York. There seems to be uh, this new mayor really wants to really ban all kinds of smoke and everything else. And uh, I don't know how he's going to heat you in the future. Maybe he doesn't plan to have you heated in the future. But it says, in January 2008, the New York City Council passed local law 22 of 2008, which requires New York City to complete an annual comprehensive greenhouse gas emissions inventory. The city released its first emissions inventory along with uh, PLA NYC on Earth Day 2007. See Earth Day tying with the UN. And then they put forth a strategy to, to reduce the city's greenhouse gas footprint. Is there a footprint? There's no footprint at all. Anyway, setting the goals of reducing New York City's uh, citywide carbon emissions by 30% below 2005 levels by the year 2030 as and reducing the city's carbon emissions by 30% below fiscal year 2006 levels by 2017 maybe there was a 5 10 15 year plans anyway they've just released a new report in September 29th 2010 we'll talk about that after this break Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix, just talking about New York, which is just a, a big, largely well the Empire State, isn't it? The world empire, because that's the hub of all business and loans and, and banks and stuff like that, for a good part of the world, along with London, its counterpart, another side of the pond, and... Of course, they're all for carbon t- trading, and they must keep pushing the global warming stuff. Even, And I said it before, even if all the evidence points to the contrary, it doesn't matter if God himself came down, we'd have to nuke him, because this is the agenda. Big bucks, you see, for the big boys in New York and elsewhere. At the top, that is, of course. But it says here, this is what they claim, higher temperatures and increased frequency of heat waves may increase the number of heat-related deaths and the incidence of heat related illness, particularly amongst the elderly and poor. You know how they care about the poor in New York, don't you? You know when you've seen it, you know, in all the movies and stuff. They really, really care about the poor living at the bottom of those massive skyscrapers. Anyway, it says higher temperatures may expand the habitat and, and infectivity of disease carrying insects, such as mosquitoes and ticks, increasing the risk to humans because they care about disease and how the poor are living and all that. As a heavily populated urban area, New York City is particularly vulnerable to the effects of ground level ozone a major precursor to smog. Ozone is produced when higher temperatures and strong sunlight react with hydrocarbons and nitrogen oxides, worsening air pollution and potentially exacerbating respiratory illnesses such as asthma. And they care about the sick in New York. you Have seen the prices of their medical care? New York City has one of the most urbanized coastlines in the U.S., thus making it particularly vulnerable to the rise in sea level that are expected. Here you go with the IPCC nonsense, eh? to accompany increases in temperature. You know, the increase in sea levels that are going actually going not down actually, not going up at all. Anyway, along much of the New York coast sea levels could rise. All of this could is wonderful. It's like that out clause and legalities, isn't it? Significantly. Estimates range from eleven point eight to thirty seven point five inches in two thousand and eighty. <gasps> wow, two thousand and eighty we'll we ever live long enough to see that. I guess we won't get the medications eh. Such rises in sea level can lead to flooding and complete inundation of low-lying areas, loss of coastal wetlands, erosion of beaches and saltwater intrusion into lakes and rivers, and will likely increase the vulnerability of coastal areas to storms and other severe weather problems, but it's awfully good for fish. Anyway, it goes on and on with the same old IPCC stuff because they say there's a big boys in New York are really heavily involved with the Carabin's trading scams, I should say, across the world, and they must really push it on, even if we're living under a mountain of ice. And so it will be. That's how it will be. And I'll put these links up, remember, at cuttingthroughthematrix.com at the end of this show. Now, people have heard of uh, the players I've talked about before in the past, the big movers and shakers, like Julian Huxley, brother of Aldous Huxley, and, and of course, he was the first CEO of UNESCO, big, powerful world organization to standardize education so that children across the world get a brand new, diff, uh, a brand new, and fictitious education for the new world order, basically. And he also was given various eugenics awards. He belonged to the British Eugenics Society and the American Eugenics Society and he believed in getting rid of illnesses as simply a matter of finding the people who are carrying certain genes, you know, the inferior types, and preventing them from being born. And he got all kinds of awards from the Margaret Sanger Foundation for, for birth control, meaning abortions, to help the poor across the world and stuff like that. And uh, and on and on it goes. Anyway. They they changed their name a couple of times, and I'll put that down tonight in links for you. And I'll give you the website of what they're called today. And I've mentioned this one before a couple of years back. It's called the Galton Institute. The Galton. It sounds better, eh? Charles Galton, Darwin, and all these guys. It sounds better, just the Galton Institute, without saying eugenics. And that tells you what they're really into and what, they're, what, they're, what they do. And uh, they've got a newsletter out. You can order it. You can see it for yourself, what they're up to. News and events. And they also go into the Darwin Lectures. Now, what are the Darwin Lectures? Uh, the Cytogenetics of Sex in Man, Human Growth and its Comparative and Evolutionary Aspects, because they're all related, interbred with Darwin, these guys, Change and Control in Human Populations, Natural selection and the concept of fitness. That's the big one for eugenics too. You see, if two particular people come together and on that chain of chromosomes that match together with the genes, if there's two dominant genes that happen to have this, this particular illness involved, then you might get the illness. So they should just abort you. That's what that means. Congenital malformation in man and natural selection. So congenital is inherited malformation. Again, inheritance, you see. The physiology of human adaptation. The evolution of viviparality or parity. Uh, human adaptability, it's worldwide study within the international biological program. The population genetics of enzymes and proteins. They're big into that stuff because, you see, that's how you alter the human being. Through your food and everything. Through your diet and GM stuff and all that kind of stuff. And then, the, going to against nature, the use and misuse of birth control. Then human conception. And then their vision of man, an interesting one, but their vision of man should be. Of course, perfect in every way, you know, the Superman. And then you'll see all the different people who are involved in it, very big players, of course. And you'll see the names of the lecturers down through the years and their board of directors. And anyone who's anyone is a member of it, of course, naturally, naturally. But you, So what you have really is a mix of Darwinism and um, all the other threes that came out of Darwinism, to do with inferior and superior stuff that uh, Nietzsche would be proud of if he was still going today. And of course, this was the kind of stuff that inspired Adolf Hitler to do his stuff, and it also inspired the Soviets before Adolf came along to go into creating the new Soviet man as well. They believe they can train anyone if they're given, if they're, if they're born in the proper parents, and they don't need parents to save them forever. The state would take care of them and bring them up. Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the Matrix. Uh, The Golden Institute's interesting too because it works with the University College London, you know, to get taxpayers' funding into Even though it claims it's a charity and they're heavily involved with all the other big uh, societies to bring down the population of the world and create the right kind of people, you know, not, the, not the kinds who might mate. Oh, this, this, this is like the weather stuff. that could have this, and, and it may produce that. It's all with these mays and coulds that they go uh, and actually go forward with their big objectives of sterilizing people across the third world. So uh, we're dealing with really nutcases here, but they really believe in what they're doing, and that's the unfortunate part of this world here. The ones with, who are nutcases and believe in what they're doing are either the far left or the far right, and uh the people who are balanced in the middle, um, unfortunately, are subject to all the laws and so on and, and the actions that they make us all do and put upon us, in fact. And that's the problem with this world, as I say, that in which we live. And believe you me, the far left is just as richly funded by the same guys that fund the far right, too the same people fund them both because you must have a dialectic in action you must have all the left wing demanding things and then the governments uh, having their world meetings and pretending to say okay, we—that we, we, sounds like a good idea to us we'll implement that in our next bunch of rules then the whole world suffers because it's one agenda you need the dialectic to make it happen in every phase of it in fact every phase of it now Turkey is just joining the EU of course is expanding this massive Soviet empire on behalf of the World Bankers. And it says here in this article, this paper here, um, the world power is shifting towards the East and the EU should admit Turkey if it wants to remain a global player. Turkey's President Abdullah Gull said on Monday, given the fact that the international balance of power tends to shift towards the East and Asia, it is indeed a strategic imperative for the EU to have Turkey as a member, Gull said. It's sad to observe that some European leaders do not properly see the future of the world in the span of 20, this is a very interesting statement, 20, 50, or 70 years' time, he said. Now I'll repeat that for the harder thinking, because you see, that's how they do it. Ten-year plans for this, just like the ones in New York. They plan ten-year plans for the reducing of this this gas, and another 15 for, for that gas, and so on, until you're living in, 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 in uh, lots of woolly jumpers if you can afford the wool. And uh, because you won't be able to afford any heating at all, never mind burn the candle. Uh, it's, but it says here, it's sad to observe that some European leaders do not properly see the future, do not properly see the future of the world in the span of 20, 50, and 70 years' time, he said, because that's how they work in geopolitics. This short-sighted vision is the major impediment before the idea of the EU as a global actor, why do they call them global actors? You see, all the NGOs, too, are called actors and the foundations are actors. It's because the people who act get employed in a theater of war. And that's why it's called a theater of war. And most of the theater has to do with non-bloody acting, you see. They call it soft power and geopolitical strategies and so on. That's why it's called the theater and that's why these guys are called global actors capable of assuming greater responsibilities on political and security issues, complementing its economic clouts. President Gull said the New World Order is okay for them to say it. See, he said, President Gull said a New World Order based on harmony between powers was emerging and modern Turkey would certainly take its rightful place in it. In his address Monday at the Chatham House, which is the Royal Institute of International Affairs, the guys who planned all this, folks, that have gone over before, That's their headquarters, Chatham House. In London, Gull said the emergence of an international order based on harmony, I guess we're going to learn to sing in a choir, between the US, the EU, and rising powers like Russia, China, India, and Brazil. They're only rising, of course, because we're pumping all the money through them, through the UN and the World Trade Organization, from the taxpayers in the West. That's how we raised China up, folks, and through the, the GATT agreement that uh, the World Trade Organization put out for everyone to sign. That helped all happen. Anyway, LTE's rightful place in it thanks to its state tradition and rich inheritance of experience, memories, and reflexes. President Gull emphasized that the world did not revolve around the two superpowers anymore, as the relative weight of the West and international balance of power gradually declined, and rising powers like China, India, Brazil, and Russia shifted the center of gravity, of international relations towards Asia and the East. He said with the emergence of new and unforeseen challenges and opportunities, the international system was bound to evolve towards a new state of equilibrium in the next decade. That's true enough. The peasants around the world will all be equally poor. Yep, That's including the West. It says Gull underlined that the path to an effective and fair global order went through local building blocks, they love, love building blocks, all these builders, these world builders, eh? As well as on a regional scale, yeah, they're always building bridges. I guess that's so a standard and have harmony songs. Anyway, it says, uh, uh, Turkey was already playing an active part in shaping the future international order, geopolitics. Kelsey had been advocating the idea of Turkey joining the BRIC, Brazil, Russia, India, and China countries as a target and pleased to see that many strategy analysis were already talking about the notion of BRIC plus T, whatever that means. He said Turkey continued to be a force for good in its region and had been making positive contributions to the establishment of a new international order. That means they're paying their dues to the big boys. He said Turkey and various assets in the political, economic, and social fields in addressing the challenges and risks and making use of the opportunities. He said. Uh, he said also as a strong NATO ally, ally uh, NATO quite something. Eh? It's Aton backward, you know. if He makes it up now. An anagram is Aton. You know, the sun god. A negotiating candidate to the European Union and member of many regional organizations. Turkey was a well-networked and connected power trying to contribute to the establishment of a better global economic structure by participating in the G20 and showing diligence in issues like curbing global warming, ensuring sustainable energy and supplies, and eradicating poverty. You know, the scriptwriters must have all been given to them from the United Nations, eh? Eh? It's all that, that that bureaucratic nonsense. It's bureaucratism or legalese or bureaucratese that they speak. But that's he didn't write this himself. None of them do. Even your own ones. So anyway, they're joining it, and that's going to be a nice, happy harmony, apparently, that they'll sing at the end. And uh, we'll all finance it and finance to a higher status all the so-called lower countries, who will be exempt, mind you, from all their carbon taxes and so on, like China, India, Brazil, and, and, and all these emerging nations because you see that's what they signed under the world trade organization It might take them 20 years before they'll be asked again if they want to pay them And it's said in the charter. They don't have to they can extend it for another 20 years. Isn't that a nice deal? Isn't that nice, but we we ourselves got no deal at all but we never do eh? never ever do now I Said at the beginning of the show about how human behavior can be changed and manipulated a very old idea, of course, but I'm talking through electronic and pharma methodologies. And I've mentioned to Brzezinski, who, back in the 70s, remember, he was the head of the NSA. He wasn't some guy who was not uh, impartial to this stuff. He was really involved heavily in his lifelong interests of geopolitics and human behavior control. And uh, he definitely, if you understand his writings... Uh, in depth, you'll find that he definitely understood that the Marxist and right-wing um, nonsense was just that. It was a dialectic process to bring a predetermined plan to fruition, uh, an actual ending of a system uh, using the two means to either have real wars or pretend wars. We call them cold wars. And that's what's happened, of course, for a controlled society worldwide. But it didn't stop there. They wanted to control the individual too. And you'll find in his book, he actually says um, this, in fact, And um, 25 years ago. It says, political strategists are tempted to exploit research on the brain and human behavior. Okay? Political strategists are tempted to exploit research on the brain and human behavior. They're tempted, you see. The geophysicist Gordon G.F. or J.F. MacDonald a specialist in problems of warfare says accurately timed, artificially excited electronic strokes could lead to a pattern of oscillations that produce relatively high power levels over certain regions of the earth. In this way, one could develop a system that would seriously impair the brain performance of very large populations in selected regions over an extended period. He's talking about years. Because could see they've been using it on you for years. No matter how deeply disturbing the thought of using the environment to manipulate behavior for national advantages, is really for international advantages to some, the technology permitting such use will very probably develop within the next few decades. Well, they actually had it back then. They had it back then because Russians were testing it at Riga in the Baltic region back in the early 70s. So anyway, they've got the stuff and they've been using it for years. But this was written back in the 70s, of course. And MacDonald himself, he was a member of the President's Science Advisory Committee. So he worked also with the military on problems of warfare and is later a member of the President's Council on Environmental Quality. He was involved in both because he also discussed, uh, Mr. MacDonald there, uh, he also discussed uh, ways of weather manipulation, weather control, And he talked about Tellers, or uh, uh, Tellers, the inventor of the the A bombs, uh, idea of putting particles in the air, like barium or aluminum oxide, and so on, to manipulate, control weather, including creating hurricanes, tornadoes, droughts, famines, for warfare purposes, and also, of course, um, for using harp along with it because it makes it more conductive in the air so you have to do your homework and you can do a lot of work on that there's lots of stuff out there if you want to take the time I have it all here but I won't prattle a little bit about it all night but you're under it already and that's why folk are not responding to the incredible things they have put up with for years in fact I've watched some where people would they'd start complaining if the gasoline went up 5 cents I've seen I've seen the gasoline in Canada go up 40 cents sometimes 50 cents or more and it's utter silence Something's happened to their reactions. They're too placid about everything. They've watched their whole industries being given off to China over the last 20 years and haven't said nothing, a thing about it. Not a darn thing. Nothing. They've watched the bank collapse. They've watched the, the farces of this bank collapse. Then they've watched themselves getting signed down as guarantors to pay the money that we borrowed. We all borrowed, all the countries borrowed money from somewhere, supposedly. These quiet bankers, you know, the, the gnomes of Zurich, as they call them. Uh, and we have to pay it all back. And you're going to suffer through austerity. And all that kind of stuff. And there's no reaction from the public. They're just playing like little children. Lots of stuff to go to inter- entertain you and amuse you, of course, but, but that's what you've got. And, You know, Brzezinski also talked in the 1970s in that book. He he said, a more controlled and directed society would gradually appear. What do you think that means? A more controlled and directed society would gradually appear linked to technology. More controlled, hmm? linked to technology. This society would be dominated by an elite group which impresses voters by allegedly superior scientific know-how. What have you got for the last 10, 15 years now? Panels being appointed like Holdren, the guy who wants to drastically depopulate the planet. It's appointed to a board to advise Obama, and every country's got them too. In the last 20 years they've appointed these guys gradually, gradually. We don't vote them in, they're just there. You know, big academia, but with big social political agendas. So a more controlled society and be dominated by an elite group which impresses voters by allegedly superior scientific know-how. Hmm. He also said this, unhindered by the restraints of traditional liberal values, this elite would not hesitate to achieve its political ends by using the latest modern techniques for influencing public behavior and keeping society under close surveillance. And you thought that was all to do with 9-11, did you really... Did you really? That shows you are fast asleep if you did. So under close surveillance and control, technical and scientific momentum would then feed on the situation it exploits. And that's exactly what they're doing, eh? One scientific study suggests that another one be done in a different area and more laws passed and yada yadda yadda. Yad unhindered by the restraints of traditional liberal values this elite would not hesitate to achieve its political ends by using the latest modern techniques for influencing public behavior the latest techniques what do you think they are apart from harp and all the rest of it in the pharma how about the internet? Hmm? anyway he also went on in the same book by the way Of a new idea. It wasn't a new idea because the Red Bishop of Britain back in the forties talked about it too, where where people would be taught continuous education from birth to death. And that sounds like you're going to night school or something, but no, it's actually it's it's that and it's not that. It's also uh, creating a, a new controlled society where every two years you'd have to literally go in for. Uh, updates on political correctness. That's what it really means. And have, be testing them on you and so on to see what your, your beliefs are, what your opinions are, and you'll be reprogrammed before you can get back into the workforce. That's really what it means. And you you gotta understand what they're saying when they're right. You know, we need for people, we, we need pe- people to really tell us what things mean now. understand? This is the same guy Brzezinski who said shortly the public will be unable to reason or think for themselves. He says they'll expect the media to do all their reasoning for them. Big player, big player, big boy in the Trilateral Commission and the Council on Foreign Relations, which is just the Royal Institute of International Affairs for the American branch. All over the globe having world meetings, the guy who helped start off the first jihad in Afghanistan, and I put the link up before, where he was sent over to, to Afghanistan to tell them to go to fight the Russians when the Russians invaded. And he says this is a holy a holy war, he called it, which is a jihad. And I'm damn sure he knew at the time too just how long it would take to kick the Russians out of there. And then the Americans are in there. And now they've got to clean up their mess of the very creation which they created themselves. That's called geopolitics, the chessboard. Never be a pawn on the chessboard. Never be a pawn. Don't fall for anything on the chessboard. You don't have a chance. You don't have a chance. All these organizations you go and join, you don't know who runs them. You don't even know what their end designs are. You think you do. But all you're doing getting is trained discipline like the Communist Party No one could deviate from the Communist Party line, from the top to the bottom. Anyone on the way down to the bottom who said, this is crazy, it's not working, let's try this instead, would be disposed of very quickly. That's how the environmentalists work today, because it's the same group running them. Back with more after this break. Hi, folks. We're back, cutting through the matrix. And there's Ken for, from Virginia on the line. Are you there, Ken? Yes, Alan. I, did you know that uh, uh, a, a company based in Israel uh, called A&E now controls HARP? that the Pentagon no longer controls HARP. I did not know this until I was informed by a retired Air Force colonel who has uh, many contacts with... Uh, uh higher class people in in the pentagon no it's still a joint effort with public private there's been many ones involved in the private including rayathon of course since the beginning and there's more than one harp complex america also has another one over in australia at at pine gap and there's another one i think in um norway there's one in iceland they have quite a few across the world china's got their own version of it too about the one specifically in alaska no, it's still under the military. In fact, if you go up there and people are around there still, you'll see the base with the big um, U.S. military insignia on the front there and the different departments involved. Well, I, he was, I, I'm told, and this this man's information has been reliable at the that the Pentagon, uh U.S. military, no longer has control. No, no. There's no way. There's no way. That's still under the U.S. military control. They they can't have that up there in in private hands. It is a weaponized system. You don't have a weaponized system handed off to another country. Even if another country technically did own it, you'd have to hide it regardless. But the fact is the U.S. military are still paying for it. The U.S. taxpayers are still paying for it too. Wow. I'll pass this along. All right. I didn't want to interrupt, but, but uh, okay. I'll, uh, uh, thanks. That's the only question I wanted to ask. Okay, thanks for calling. Yeah, bye. Bye now. But also, too, it, it says here in this, this particular... The U.S. put out another claim, too, on the, this harp technology and so on. And it was it says the potential applications of artificial electromagnetic fields. If you can look, search for yourself... It says that they're wide-ranging and can be used in many military or quasi-military situations. Some of these potential uses include dealing with terrorist groups, crowd control, controlling breaches of security at military installations, and anti-personnel techniques and tactical warfare. In all of these cases, the EM uh, systems, that's electromagnetic systems, would be used to produce mild to severe physiological disruption or perceptual distortion, confusion, in other words, or disorientation. In addition. The ability of individuals to function would be degraded to such a point that they would be combat ineffective. That's going to be used under the big food riots as they start to bring in rationing in the next in the near future. Actually, not too far down the road, they're all ready for it. Another advantage of electromagnetic systems is that they can provide coverage over large areas with a single system. They're silent, and countermeasures to them may be difficult to develop. One last area where electromagnetic radiation may prove of some value is in enhancing abilities of individuals for anomalous phenomena. So, uh, this is old stuff. It's old stuff, as I say, from the 70s. They were already using it all through the 90s. I know that for a fact. And uh, of course, they're, they're using it to as they make the atmosphere far more. Um, electromagnetic, uh, pro electromagnetic, with uh, the the metal particles they're putting into it too. I'm sure the, there's many uh, reasons for all the spraying that goes on. I'm sure they want to put all their things into one bag. That the, they probably have uh, even tranquilizing effects too, apart from the fact that uh, it, harp is using to tr- being used to tranquilize you. But I'm sure also you're going to find that um, the The metals themselves, as you inhale them, they're definitely carcinogenic, toxic, and disruptive to your whole health system, regardless. That's the world you really live in, folks. There is no right and left, and you're only living through a big long-term plan. Uh, Well-funded, of course, for all the left and the right that that think they're fighting it, because they all come together with compromises. When you compromise, you step backwards. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada. Good night. To me, your God or your gods, go with you.